Hello everyone and welcome to the Rose Cut update for March 2022. Uh, we're recording this on the 17th of March, uh, which is notable because the Federal Reserve raised interest rates for the first time last night. That was the big news that's out. Uh, I'm joined by Mike as ever. Uh, what did you make of last night's news, Mike? Hi Daniel, I think the market reaction was probably more interesting than the, the news itself. There has been, I think, since November, so much fear over the Fed that I actually think pretty hawkish expectations are now built into rate markets. We've seen yields move up. We've seen the yield curve uh, invert, which is not a great sign. We've seen extreme equity volatility driven in part by what's happening uh, with the invasion of Ukraine. But I, I think quite hawkish, or quite, you know, from a market point of view, bearish expectations are, are now built in. I think inflation is probably peaking, but as you say, it will take a long time to moderate and people will continue to pay high prices. So I think the variables that, that sort of matter from here is the extent to which the end of QE, more bond buying, disturbs markets in the context of, of poor liquidity. If you look at the, the futures markets, liquidity is not great. Then when we have the potential reversal of QE probably happening in May or June, perhaps, and then the outlook for, for growth, which I think has begun to, to soften if you look at some of the, the lead indicators. So I think from here in rates markets, people will price back some of the rate hikes that are forecast. That may mean that that equity volatility comes down a bit, but that people focus more on the quality of profits. We've had a really good rally in the last couple of days in, in select indices in the European markets, notably bamboozling rally in some of the Chinese stocks, given the government's decision to effectively declare its underwriting the, the market and also in the headline American markets. So I think what, what's happening is we're in a kind of a bottoming out phase. We may get a, in, in coming days another retest of some of the lows, maybe in the US markets. But I think conditional on, on, on news coming out of Ukraine, we're in this kind of bottoming phase where the market is digesting bad news and it's focused really on bad news and not on any prospective good news. And I think we are defensively positioned and that's the right way to be just at the minute until we get a more decisive breakout. Yeah, lots of good stuff in there. So let's, let's unpack a few points uh, to help our audience because I suspect that many people listening to this may not appreciate that the bond markets are pricing in seven rate hikes by the Federal Reserve uh, over the next 12 months or so. Uh, and when we talk about rate hike, we're talking about 0.25%. So if you add up how many of those are, that would be quite, a, quite an increase from the levels we've had over the last few years. And part of the reason why this has been priced in is, as you mentioned, inflation is probably peaking from very elevated levels right now. But, uh, and this is where our views have perhaps changed a little bit over the last couple of months. The rate at which it's declining and the level at which inflation is declining too is, uh, well, the rate is probably going to take longer than expected. And the level it sort of starts to level off at is probably a bit higher than the Federal Reserve would like it to be. The one risk that could bring it down faster is actually a recession. And as you mentioned, the yield curve has inverted. And this basically means that the yield on shorter, day, shorter dated government bonds uh, gets higher than the yield on longer dated bonds. And it's notable because historically this has been a very reliable indicator of a recession in the next 12 to 18 months. 
that would bring inflation down fast. Yeah, yeah. But not in a good way. <laughs> no, it's not the best way to uh, to fight inflation by sort of cratering the, the economy. And, and it, it is a worry I think we have to bear in mind, and that's why we're defensively positioned, is that, you know, whenever, historically, whenever you've had a really dramatic spike in the price of oil, which we've had when the yield curve has inverted, so when effectively the yield curve is telling you that growth in the future will be lower than it is now, you've had a, a recession. And I think people have to be mindful of that. M- mindful as well that, that financial markets tend to predict, as someone said, nine of the past five recessions. So, you know, often markets can get very bearish and a recession does, doesn't happen even if markets tend to, to price one in. And I guess from here, policymakers and central banks, they have quite different outlooks. I mean, the ECB, for example, Daniel, are less uh, hawkish, it seems. They're looking through some of these inflation numbers and the Fed may be a bit more hawkish because I think inflation is a bigger political issue in, in the in the US, right? Yes, I mean, people forget the midterms are coming up in November uh, and it's not looking good uh, for the Democrats at present. So they're obviously keen for the Federal Reserve to do something about inflation as it's, it's such a hot issue in the US. In terms of our positioning, it's still defensive. And it's worth just touching upon some of the factors that could cause us to reassess this. And it could be a resolution to what's going on in the Ukraine. Uh, We could see a relief right from that. It could be that governments do a bit more fiscal stimulus uh, as a slowdown starts to materialise and it becomes clear that the central banks are are likely to reduce interest rates, (laughs) given everything we've just said. Uh, So so that could help. Otherwise, the the long-term trends we've spoken about before with the commodity markets suffering from 10 years of underinvestment uh, they are still in the backdrop and and that's really what's driving a lot of the long-term views that we have and uh, it's why we're talking about relief rallies rather than another 10 years of equity markets just going up in a straight line does that make sense do you think mike (laughs) has that explained it yeah, I mean, the market is behaving in a very, very different way in the last couple of months than it did in the last two years. And the last two years was this kind of almost relentless grind higher. I think last year in 2021, we saw the, the largest number of, of all-time new highs. It was maybe 70 days when the market hit a new high. And that, that produced its own sense of euphoria. This year, the trend in general seems to be down. The certain indices like the Nasdaq have gone into bear market territory, i.e. being down 20%. And typically in these bear markets, you get these astonishing vertical rallies that are hard to predict. When they happen, they tend to be explosive and they tend to be driven by things like short covering. Uh, we've seen a great example of that in, in the Chinese tech stocks rallying by you know alibaba for example 300 billion dollar stock rallying by something like 34 35 percent overnight which is just mm-hmm. astonishing and out of all keeping with what fundamentals are, are, are saying i think our bias at the moment is that markets are in a flat to downward trend until we we have resolution on inflation and, and ukraine but watch out for these supercharged uh, trading rallies. Yeah, I think that's really well articulated and, and give our viewers or, or listeners uh, a good idea of what to expect over the next few months. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you as ever, Mike. Look forward to chatting again next month. Okay, thanks, Dan, and uh, plenty to, to pick up on uh, next month. Yeah.